from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, December the 10th, our final show ahead of the Grey Cup, the 108th Grey Cup here at Tim Hortons Fields. Uh, if you don't have a ticket already, well, that's okay because. Uh, We're giving away a pair of tickets on this show, but if you do have a ticket, this is your daily reminder that you're going to want to get down here early on Sunday. Of course, a lot of people coming through. We got the Twisted T tailgate. The Trues are playing at the tailgate, and you're going to want to be at your seat right at 6 o'clock, so get down here early. That's my advice to you. By the way, Ticats Day during Grey Cup Week is presented by Swoop Airlines. This winter, why not trade parkas for palm trees with Swoop, Canada's ultra non-expensive airline. You can fly to sun for less. Visit flyswoop.com to save big on flights. And listen to the Ticats Audio Network all throughout Grey Cup Week. As in partnership with Swoop, we're giving away two amazing prizes. One, a pair of Grey Cup tickets and a pair of round-trip flights to anywhere Swoop flies All you have to do is listen for the keyword. We'll give you a different keyword in every piece of content we create this week. So the more you listen, the more chances you have to win. So go to ticats.ca slash listen to win for all the contest details and uh, be listening for that keyword coming up later on in the show. Coming up on today's show, I will let you know, we're going to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. He'll be on the mic on Sunday alongside Rod Smith. So we'll get his thoughts on the game. We are going to hear from head coach Orlando Steinauer. We'll hear from Dylan Wynn, and we'll hear from Chris Van Zyl as well. Obviously, the big story going around today, Ted Laurent missed a second straight day of practice. We'll hear what coach had to say about it coming up in just a few seconds. But obviously, that is the big story of the day. Not much more to tell you on it. You'll hear what coach has to say. But yeah, if if 97 can't go for the Ticats, obviously a Canadian a defensive lineman. It's a huge story, especially considering how good the Ticats' run defense has been. DJ Foster held to 39 yards. William Stanback, you know, who averaged 100 yards plus a game in games where he wasn't playing the Ticats. They held him to 39 yards in the East semifinal, and we know what Andrew Harris did last week. We know what Andrew Harris did in 2019. So, obviously something to watch heading in to Sunday's For more on that, let's hear from the head coach of the Hamilton Tigercats. Here is Orlando Steinauer as he spoke after the Ticats' final practice of the season today. Ted, obviously, he did not practice. He's out with an illness for the second straight day. So that's that's the news. Not COVID? I'm sorry? Not COVID? No. No. Um, Is he still an option for Sunday? I'm I'm totally waiting on the reports. I mean, we're going to exhaust anything we can to let Teddy play. We'll also be prepared if he doesn't. That's 20 minutes, Louis. Um, <clears throat> I just, we're just, we're our own identity. It's, it, you don't have to put a label on something, I don't think, um, to describe yourself, right? Sometimes you just, you are what you are. Sometimes you got to be a kite in the wind. Sometimes your identity changes uh, from week to week. I think we're a football team that'll do whatever it takes to win that week. Right, so we're less. Uh, we're an explosive offense. We're a shutdown defense. We're big play special teams. Uh, you know that was easily to def- to define that in 19. Right, you can just say in three phases you were dominant, and that that's not this year's team. Right, so you know I think we're going to win in different ways, and we found a way to win games that were you know 
quote unquote in elimination fashion or, or must win games, we found a way to, to win those along the way uh, up to the Grey Cup. <clears throat> That's what's guaranteed in life in football, 100%. It's, it is. So we can try to act like we can avoid all of it, or you can uh, build an environment uh, slash culture that encourages people to worry more about the adversity response than trying to avoid adversity. It's going to happen. So that's what it means to me is preparing these men for what's inevitable and giving them tools. And then obviously what you say is one thing, but it's what you embody, right? So um, it's a credit to you know the whole staff. It's a, it's a buy-in thing. It's an environment that you create. So um, that's, that's what I mean by adversity. Uh, it's more about the adversity response. Uh, I don't know if, if, if a football team wants to run the ball, i.e. Montreal, if they're going to give a, a person 20 carries, you're not going to stop them. Right, you have to contain them. It's, it's when do they get their runs? Um, is it at crucial times? Uh, are they grinding the clock out? Is it consecutive? So if they want to commit to the run, they're going to get yards. You're not going to hold anybody. If you're giving, you know, somebody has 20 carries, you're not likely to hold them to 50 yards. So that's where stats are misleading. Oh, well, you, you know, 100 yards to 200. Well, how many carries? You know, what, what else? How was the game set up? There's a, there's a lot of other factors uh, that go into it. So uh, I would say that, you know, if, if you don't stop the run, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to stop the pass because you don't need to pass, right? So, um, you know, we'll have our game plan. They'll have theirs. Uh, they've done it very effectively all year, and there's no doubt we'll have our hands full. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tigercats, Orlando Steinauer, and, uh, you know, trying to define who the 2021 Hamilton Tigercats are. Uh, but off the top, you heard right there, they're going to do everything they can. They're going to exhaust every effort to see if Teddy can make his way into the lineup on Sunday. But they're also prepared to go if he's not. And obviously this D-line has been such a huge part of the Ticket's success, especially in the last uh, few months here. But if Teddy can't go, you know, we'll keep an eye on who the Ticats will tag into that. But again, that's a ratio problem. That's a D-line problem. And... It's obviously a huge aspect of the game to try and shut down Andrew Harris and uh, will be a little bit tougher if you don't have a guy like Ted Laurent. Uh, Dylan Wynn obviously plays alongside Ted Laurent, and he had uh, really nice things to say about playing alongside 97 here when we caught up with him after practice. And uh, here's actually what he had to say as we spoke with him after practice today. I think personally I've grown hugely, and that's, you know, that's a hat tap to my coach and you know, the guys that I'm surrounded with every day. Um, just my focus, my preparation, um, technique-wise, night and day. Um, something we talk about is, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And uh, I feel like my game definitely took a good step forward this season. And um, that's crazy how many days, because that's nice. Because every single one of those days, I think I improved a little bit. Well, it's, it's great. Um, it's, it's a new experience for them, but really it's not. Uh, we focus and we want everything to be as normal as possible, and that's, I feel like, a key to playing good ball in this big of a stage. Um, our guys are ready for the situation, especially the young guys. They know it's not too big, not too small. We talk about just doing your 112th, and uh, I'm excited for them to see you know what it's all about because it, nothing really matters until that first nap. So. 
I would say chemistry. Um, you know, they work well together, and our D-line works well together, too. Uh, I think that is a underrated thing in defensive line play is, yeah, you can have amazing athletes. You can have game breakers and stuff like that, but um, D-line play is a lot like a wolf pack. you got to work as a whole group, or it's really hard to get a quarterback down on your own. Ted's for sure, I mean, he's an all-decade player. Uh, Ted is an unselfish, amazing man um, on and off the field. He's one of my best friends. And he gets our, you know, whoever's up next, we always talk about, uh, you know, prepping the guys that come before us and stuff. And you don't see that always in professional ball. Sometimes in professional ball, you find a lot of older guys, you know, will try to preserve their own status by keeping to themselves. And Ted is an unselfish person. Um, that's how we run our entire room. Uh, I've taken a lot of my game and a lot of my development as a professional from Ted in that example that, you know, he got us. And I've, I'm lucky enough to, you know, be next to somebody of that kind of caliber when we play. And uh, um, Ted, is, Ted is big time, big time. Like I said, he's all decade player. You can't, you know, he's, he's amazing and he plays his heart out and he's a good guy. Well, we, uh, we, Autry's had snaps. We've cycled in and out. Um, even in normal plays, I don't play the whole game. Ted doesn't play the whole game. And um, Autry's ready. Autry's a nice, big body. And he plays, his, he plays he's an athletic big guy. And uh, he's more than ready for this situation and this stage. And frankly, he expected to play during this game anyway. Um, that was something that we had talked about coming in. And um, whatever capacity he gets in if he's playing one snap if he's playing every snap you know who knows what's going to happen when it sh roster shakes down um he'll rise to the situation that is dylan win as he spoke after practice to the assembled media down here at tim horton's field uh, if there was one thing we kind of took away from chris van zyle's post-game press conference is that he is experienced uh, he used the word old. Some other reporters use the word old. But Chris Van Zyl is definitely an experienced player on this Hamilton Tiger Cats team. He's a two-time Grey Cup champion. And more importantly, he's the pride of Font Hill, Ontario, You're my hometown. And I know I have it on good authority that Miss Valentino's class at St. Alexander in Font Hill, Ontario, was rocking the black and gold. Uh, so nice to see my old elementary school, and of course Chris Van Zyl's old elementary school, uh, celebrate the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, we had a chance to catch up with Chris, and I, I brought up with Chris that earlier this season, he had mentioned that playing alongside rookie Coulter Woodmansey was kind of like seeing, you know, the world through his children's eyes. That's what he kind of compared it to. He compared it to being at home and seeing everything, you know, for the first time. And I, I asked him what it's like to be going that, going through that, in the Grey Cup. And here's what he had to say. Oh, it's pretty special. I mean, um, to have a guy that's just come into the league and have the opportunity in his first year to be out there and, and playing at a, at, a, at a great level, um, I'm excited for him. Yeah, I think I, uh, I just stopped counting about halfway through the season. But, uh, you know, and, and that's football. People get hurt. Um, the next guy's got to be ready to go. And um, we pride ourselves on preparation here. And, uh, being able to move guys in and out of the lineup. And um, I'd say for the most part, they've done an, an exemplary job just kind of filling in where they needed to. And yeah. Um, 
That's probably a pretty complicated uh, answer, but um, I mean, the simple answer would be that it takes a lot longer for an offense to gel than it does for a defense. I mean, defense, you're just flying off the ball. You have gap responsibilities. You have coverage responsibilities. Offense, you have a series of people moving around and, and timing and depth and, and so many different things to take into account. I mean, um, for offenses to roll, it's, it's, it takes a little bit longer. And you see that every preseason. You come into camp and it takes a lot longer. It usually takes, um, usually you start getting into a, a rhythm around the second week or third week. But even into the regular season, I mean, when you start seeing new defenses, then you have to adjust and, and make adjustments. And um, yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, with a year and a half off, essentially, um, you got a little bit of a leg. And uh, I mean, that could be the reason. I'm not saying that it is, but that's, that's probably my best guess. I think as opposed to looking kind of at my own situation, I've, I've looked at everybody else's. Um, when, when you're in it for the first time, you're kind of in that moment for yourself. Um, I believe now more so than ever, I'm, I'm in it for the rest of the guys, especially, I mean, uh, being here, I mean, in Toronto, we had great, we had, we won two there. Um, coming here, that's it, there's been a little bit of a drought, and I know guys have been on this team for a long time. They've been playing at an extremely high level, and they just haven't been able to get to that spot. So, I mean, um, I look around the locker room at some of the guys, and um, I'm I'm in this for them. I mean, you look at Zach, and I think it, a lot of it speaks for itself. I mean, his style of play is very much like his personality. He's a, he's a gunslinger, and uh, he moves around. When he's in trouble, he he, he moves and. Um, He's able to throw the ball deep. He's able to do pretty much whatever a quarterback can do. I mean, he'll sidearm it. He'll get around defenders, and he, he, he does a lot. And, and when you watch him play, it's like watching a kid out in the, in the yard just kind of throwing the ball around. He's, um, but that's the kind of person he is. He's, he's, he's a great guy, uh, um, but on Sunday, he's, he's the enemy. So That is Chris Van Zyl as we caught up with him after practice today. All right, it's time for the keyword to enter for your chance at Grey Cup tickets as well as round-trip flights to anywhere swoop flies. The keyword for this show is Los Cabos. Los Cabos. Go to ticats.ca slash listen to win to enter and for all the contest details, that's ticats.ca slash listen to win and enter the keywords Los Cabos. Good luck and keep listening all week for more chances to win. Right now, very pleased to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter who will be on the call on Sunday for TSN. And uh, Suits, just wanted to get your thoughts on the... Obviously, it's different with Grey Cup this year. COVID kind of hanging over all of it. But uh, it's definitely special to get to celebrate this game that we all love. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the most special uh, that I've been involved with, both as a player or as a fan or or as a commentator. I. You know, I, I just think about what we've all gone through, what the, you know, the world has gone through with the global pandemic, but our country. And, and I keep, I just get super excited thinking about the fact that we, A, got here because starting a season after missing one and finishing a season are two very different things. And we are two days, knock on wood, away from finishing a season here under these really extreme conditions and, and a chance to bring millions of people together. This will be, you know, one of the few times that families will get together and they'll do it safely. But 
you know, it's, we're going to have 3 million people probably watching the game that are watching their first and only game of the year to see our game, to unite with family. And, and that gets me really excited in a time that we need to come together because other things are pushing us apart. That's very well said, Suits. And let's talk about the game itself. Did your kind of opinion of these two teams change at all based on what you saw last week, whether it was the, the six t- turnovers that, that Winnipeg had in the game, yet despite that was able to uh, find a way to win, whether it was Dane Evans coming in and really rallying that offense. Did your opinion of these two teams change at all based on what you saw last week? No, no, because, you know, I don't think it's a surprise that the two teams that are here are led by the two men that lead them, you know, Coach O and Coach O'Shea. I I just, when I look at both of those coaches and I get the opportunity, as you do, I know, to to talk to these guys one-on-one and to really get, you know, deep into their philosophies and how they approach things and how they treat the men as as people first and, and players second and make sure that they understand the guy beside you in the locker room is the most important person. And they have, have been very careful to build their rosters of, with guys with that great character and selflessness. And so I'm not surprised that these are the two teams that are back here again, because I've said it many times, Louis, but at the end of the day, at the pro level, the talent is so close. It really is. The difference between, you know, a struggling team in a pro league and the best team is so fine, such a fine line that the team that plays together and plays for each other and and sincerely cares. That doesn't mean you have to be buddies and, and hang out every night and all that. It just means you respect each other. You're playing for the guy beside you. These two teams of our coaches have created that culture. And because of that, I'm not surprised at all. And nothing changed in the finals because that's exactly what I expected. I expected Dane Evans to strip, a DB. <laughs> you know, like everybody, because, right? <laughs> yeah, because, because they, they think that way because they don't want to let their teammates down and they're going to do everything they can to make sure they don't. All right, let's talk about the quarterback specifically because Dave Evans and Zach Calero is going to go you know, head-to-head for the second year in a row. How much do you think Dane Evans can possibly take or did take from that game in 2019. His first pass attempt was an interception. Obviously, he wants to start better than he did. But how much do you think he learned and is able to apply that in this game? Yeah, I looked at his first five plays from 19. He was sacked twice, once by Jefferson and one once by uh, Jeffcoat. And Jackson, Jeffcoat, and Jefferson had made two tackles on running plays, and he threw the one pick. So, yeah, it's, it was a very, you know, he's hoping for a very different start this time. But, you know, I'll, I'll go to what uh, Zach Kolaris told me about a month and a half ago on a Zoom call. And I asked him, you know, there's so many good quarterbacks that come up from major college programs and have had success in their college careers. And they get up here and they, and they struggle. What's the difference between a guy who gets here and has that great resume but struggles and the guy who hangs in there and, and – and succeeds. And he, and he said, you have to commit to learning the differences in the game. And I think that's kind of the evolution of Dane Evans too, from 19 to two years later, understanding the game so much better. And, you know, even the little things like motion and timing and the width and the angles of throws and, 
you know, when you're throwing the wide side out, it's different than when you're playing on an American field, all those things. So I think he's going to be so much further ahead. And the other thing he told me personally just today was he said, you know, last year or the last time we played, you know, I, I, I think I got down a little too early. Like I, I started looking at the score saying, man, we've got a huge mountain to climb. And he said, you know, we catch one deep ball and I throw it better and we, and we make that one play. It's a one possession game, even though they had dominated the first quarter. So he said, the one thing I've learned about, about being involved with the CFL for a long time is that you know, one or two possession lead is nothing. So stick with the process and you can come back in any game. Definitely something we've heard Coach O say this season. He's like, you know, a 10-point game, whether you're up by 10 or whether you're down by 10, it's, it's really a one-score game, and that's how Coach looks at it, and, you know, that, that definitely trickles down. We're waiting to hear on the status of Ted Laurent. Um, you know, he missed his second straight uh, practice because of an illness. You know, we're going to keep our eye on that, but that was going to be one of the battles to watch, right? That Ticats D-line, their front seven versus Andrew Harris, because if you go back to 2019 – you know, Andrew Harris, most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding or MVP of the Grey Cup. How big of a storyline is that for you going into this game? Well, it's, it's huge because you look back to the West final for Andrew Harris and you see the 136 yards rushing in cold weather and what he did behind that O-line. Uh, you know, I think in 19, he had over 100 yards of offense from the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. There's so many aspects to his game and he – he is, he is playing with a different appreciation. I think he, you know, he played with a real chip on his shoulder in 19 for obvious reasons because of his suspension and things and what pe- some people were saying. And he had to fight through that and then get back on the biggest stage and lead his team, which he did. And, and because of that validation and, and just, you know, continuing to build from there, he's, he's playing great. And he hasn't gone through injuries like this either. So I, I think it is a key matchup. You know, and having said that, their receiving core has so much balance, and Nick Dembski then becomes sort of that secret weapon for them. So, you know, I, I don't – I think you can scheme to to stop Andrew Harris for sure. You know, load the box, take away gaps, be sure tacklers, those kind of things. But at the end of the day, it's going to be about making the plays that are there for you to make. And the team that makes the four or five more – are going to be the team that's triumphant. And I don't care who's favorite and who's underdogs here. That holds true for any game because on paper is one thing. you got to go out and play and make those tackles. That's a different thing. All right. You, you, kind, of, you kind of stole my last question there. You said, you know, the team that makes those four or five plays uh, might be the victorious one. So I'll ask you point blank. The Ticats will win this game if blank. Well, you know, analytically, I would say they win if they, you know, practice great ball control, put together 10 play drives. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not one to say you got to score a touchdown every time. I don't think that's, I think it's an unrealistic goal, to be honest with you, especially against a defense like the Bombers. But I think if you can put together drives, limit the time that Zach and Andrew Harris are on the field offensively, that bodes well, have great balance, move the launch point, for Dane Evans, get him out on the edges. He can throw on the run. He's a great athlete, as, as we've seen many times. So I think you utilize that if you're Tommy Condell. But more than anything, you feed off your fans. You're at home. You cut it loose. And you say, okay, your heavy favorites, Winnipeg, bring it on. Throw it in my zone. 
I hope every one of the Hamilton Tiger Cats are thinking that way. I'm sure they are, Louis, because that's how you think as a pro football. Throw it in my zone. Give me the ball. I want to make a difference and be a difference maker for my teammates. And we'll find out who wins this game once we play it. We, we don't find out who wins when we're, uh, you know, making predictions and, and doing the analytics and who has the edge and what departments and all of those things. That does not get you the two points or the win for the championship. What gets it to you is when you're out there making the plays and there'll be ones to make for both sides. Let's see who makes them. All right, before we let you go, I know you've done this a couple of times, uh, you know, call a great cup, but you're, you're going alongside a rookie uh, in, in Rod Smith. I, I, I know he's done a fantastic job all season. I know you did the, the, the West final with him, but how excited are you to get to call this game alongside Rod, who's making his, uh, his CFL great cup debut here on the, on the mic? Yeah, I would say the, the word is, is sort of honored to do it. I understand the responsibility of it. I always have. I felt like it's a piece of Canadian history. Our league is part of our country's identity. And I think the game, the championship game will be there forever for people to see and refer back to. Um, so I understand the responsibility there. And Rod will be fantastic, by the way. He, he has such a great passion and sincere love of the game from the college level all the way through the pros. So mm -hmm. He's going to be great. We have great chemistry. We're great friends and colleagues for years and years. So I think that will be seamless, the actual execution of it. But I, I think of the responsibility. Let, this, this is about the guys on the field. This is about the game, the game in our country beyond just the CFL. It's about amateur football. And the dream of the kid who's eight years old watching Andrew, Hellis, Andrew Harris or Tunde Adelike that is saying, I could do that. Maybe I could be on that stage one day and facilitating those dreams because, you know, that's, that's really important. And the guys know it on the field that they're representing that. And, and that's what I look forward to in games. Well said. Suits, uh, enjoy your prep work. I know you're, I see you're in your hotel. I know you're locking yourself away for the next uh, 48 hours or so. Uh, but we'll see you down here at Tim Hortons Field on Sunday. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't either. Thanks for having me all year long, by the way. And, and when it's all said and done, let's wrap up one more time before we go to the offseason. And you know that I'm always available if you need anything. My thanks to Glenn Suter for joining me today. And my thanks to you for joining in today and all season long. I will let you know, I tried to get out of doing a show on Monday, but win or lose, I will be back for a brand new episode of Ticats today on Monday. I hope you'll join us and I hope you'll listen all Weekend long for exclusive content on the Ticats Audio Network, including tonight for the CFL Awards. Luke Tasker and I will be joined by every single winner of the awards tonight. So looking forward to that. As long as you're subscribed to the Ticats Audio Network, you'll find it. But also come back here wherever you found this show and be listening when we're joined by every single winner from the CFL Awards tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate it as always. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day. Tie Cats today with Louis B. Subscribe, like, and get your Tie Cats fix every weekday.